Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? Uh, Doc, got another show, man. Another episode of Ramblings. Uh, man, a lot of great football this weekend, uh, college and pro. So uh, let's get into it, man. Man, let's get into it. The fact that our Rams, man, went on the road for the first time this season, man, and we leaving with a W. We go to Indianapolis, bro. It wasn't easy, a little tough. But we got the win, man, 27 to 24, man. Anytime you go on the road in the NFL, well, anytime in the NFL you get a W, that's huge. But especially going on the road, like we talked about, it's cross-country, early game as far as we're concerned, early bodies, and we come up 27 to 24, Isaac. Hey, man, the Colts, they were missing some people. They lost their quarterback late in the ball game, But nonetheless, we still came out with the W, man. We were expected to win. And we got the win, Isaac, 27 to 24 on the road in Lucas Oil, man. Well, kind of like we discussed, man, in, in, in the uh, preview show uh, heading into this game, Doc. Uh, you know, whenever you head on the road in the NFL, uh, especially playing against a team that lost their home opener, uh, this is another team they're looking to go on the road now for the next three weeks. Now, when you're coming in there, you're going to get everything that team has from, from – uh, offensively, defensively, and their fans are going to be backing them, trying to just make it uncomfortable for the visiting team. But um, the, the Rams were persistent. Um, I, I think they kept the pressure on from uh, the bits and pieces that I saw uh, of the football game I was traveling. But at the same time, man, I think these are the exact same games why you bring in a Matthew Stafford, man, to close out games just like that, to make uh, passes and, uh, and throws that, you can be comfortable with not only in the first quarter, but also in the fourth quarter. And I think he proved that, man. So it's a a great team effort because, you know, once again, that defense is gelling and they made some huge stops. How about another goal line stop uh, in the, in the first quarter, I believe, but just the team as a whole, man, you're starting to see uh, championship pedigree coming together, man. And it's only been two weeks. So I really don't want to get ahead of myself, but, I'm starting to like what I see. I'm loving what I see, man. And speaking of Matthew Stafford, bro, he ends up, man, pretty decent day. Then put up huge numbers, but we did he did what we needed him to do, lead us to victory, man. 19 of 30, 278 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He did get sacked. But the biggest thing is, bro, that Matthew Stafford, man, he lead, he led us on two late scoring drives when we needed him. 
the speed quarterback one QB one. That's exactly what he did, man. He, like I said, he led us on two late scoring drives, man. Matt Gay, the kicker, tie-breaking uh, uh, 38-yard field goal with a little over two minutes to play. But anyway, man, Matthew Stafford came out. I think he hurt his thumb, but he, can't, he, he stayed out there. He stayed with it, and he led us to victory, man. This is exactly what we expected from this, uh, from this veteran. Not only that, Doc, you're talking about, uh, you know, banging his thumb. You know, he had surgery on that thumb this this past offseason. He banged it in training camp. And then once again, Sunday, it's, it's going to happen. Now, one of the things that we knew about Matthew Stafford is that he's always been available, man. We talk about his toughness in training camp. We talk about his toughness with the Detroit Lions. And for him to come in and show that same toughness to his brand new teammates, the Los Angeles Rams, man, that, that earns your respect. Uh, we got some other things about Carson Wentz, which we may get into later. But when, when you got a quarterback that's able to do that, man, and just be there for his team, man, that confidence stays high. It stays at an all-time high, and you can go out and execute. So uh, great play calling by Sean McVay yesterday. Um, I thought we got the running game uh, kind of up and going again, but uh, we need more from that. But as a whole, we're 2-0 right now, getting ready to uh, go into another game that's going to be, I believe, the game of the week. Now, Isaac, man, talking about before we get up off of Stafford, bro, I can tell the people, but tell the people, man, how literally and damn uncomfortable it is having a sore thumb. Bro, not only he, – he keeps – he hurting the thumb on his throwing hand. Now, yeah. that's hard as heck. When you're a running back, at least you can put two hands on the ball and try to squeeze it. But when you got a sore thumb like that, I know it's hard for a receiver trying to catch the rock when you got a jam thumb or a jam finger or anything, just how pressed impressed you are with him being able to fight through uh, once again, hurting his thumb on his throwing hand. Cause you can't really squeeze the ball the same or feel it the same yeah. way, but to still tough it out. As you said, man, he shows some toughness to his team, but he also shows some toughness to the NFL world. And to me, once again, because I know how uncomfortable, how uncomfortable that really can be, especially for a quarterback. Well, I would imagine it being hugely uncomfortable, especially for a quarterback, man. These guys rely so much on the grip of the football, their, their shoulders, their rotator cuffs, and their arm and throwing motion, man. They don't want anything that can alter that to happen to their fingers, their shoulders, elbows, anything to that degree. So when you got a guy that, that's willing to come out, know he's been banged after you get warmed up and then bang that, that, that uh, thumb again, but continue to play, Doc. He just acts like, you know, if I'm on the field, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to play. I can be held to a high standard. I can be held accountable. And I think first and foremost, he does that within himself. So to me, that, that, that proves and that makes uh, Stafford who he is as a quarterback, man. A tough quarterback, you know, uh, maybe along the, side, the same, you know, mold as a Brett Favre as far as just always being there for his teammates and being on the field, man. So... Hats off to him. Much respect to him. And, man, that's how you win a locker room, bro. Big facts, man. And talking about Matthew Stafford, man, uh, and the numbers he put up. Hey, bro, uh, a lot of those numbers went to dinner guests now. I know it, uh, to me it ain't no, you know, to me it ain't no coincidence that dinner guests have been getting a lot of looks these first two weeks. But you say that don't mean nothing. But anyway, once again, man, Cooper Cup coming up huge, bro. Nine catches. 163 yards, two touches, second highest single game yardage total of Cubs career, man. Now, we're not surprised that Cooper is putting up these numbers, but it looks like the dinner guest of Matthew Stafford 
has become his favorite target on the field. But Cooper Cup is making plays, man. So, hey, Cooper, dinner guest, Isaac, you looking? I'm dinner guest getting them looks, bro. Hey, man, they teammates. They play for the Rams. I mean, I can't knock that. I mean, what can I say? I mean, I, I, I want that connection to grow. I mean, why wouldn't I? I mean, I can't look at it from a negative standpoint. I can only see it as a positive, man. These guys putting in work together um, is going to happen. Uh, is gonna, and, and guess what? Not only do we see it from uh, a media standpoint, but we also, we also can tell that the defenses will start to see it as well. So once they start to make an adjustment and they say, hey, we want to take this guy to the game, uh, case in point, uh, Kansas City, Baltimore last, last night. They, they, the Baltimore Ravens defense was keen on taking Tyreek Hill out of the football game. So everywhere he went, they put two guys on him. So the adjustment is going to happen. This game has to be played and has to be won. Every, in, every inch and every yard of it has to be gained by 11 men at one time. So it, it, it's, it circles. It's going to come around. Guys just have to be ready. Uh, it may be one dinner guest. Then it may be two <laughs> dinner guests. So – you know, it, it's a big table, man. It's plenty of room at the table. But these guys are, are doing everything that we're asking them to do and some. Hats off and salute the Cooper Cup, man. Get it. For sure. I mean, you know, it, it, more more room at the dinner for uh, at the table for more dinner guests. But, hey, man, as far as getting the rock, Cooper with his nine, Robert Woods with five, and Darren Henderson with three for 29, and Ben Jefferson one for 14 after having, you know, a huge week the week before. But I want to go to the running game right quick, man. Darren Henderson, man. 13 to 53, but we did see our first extended playing time for Sony Michelle, who ends up 10 to 46. But Darrell Henderson was running the rock pretty well, man. He got a touchdown, but he hurt his ribs, man. And this is what the Rams, I, I feel sorry for brother, man, because I know how it is constantly getting hurt. You got in the job because the starting running back got hurt. And this is what the Rams were trying to prevent by not having him playing the preseason. He goes out with some hurt ribs. I know D. Henderson, man, got to be feeling disappointed and a little discouraged. But the good thing about it is, it's, you know, it's just the ribs. It's not a knee or anything. So how do you think Daryl is feeling, man? Because he's given the job by default, but he has starting running back capabilities. But now getting hurt again, which people, you know, talk about his durability. What you think Daryl is going through uh, uh, today, bro? Well, I don't want to speak for Daryl, um, but at the same time, you do know that, you know, there are some things uh, from uh, any professional standpoint that can frustrate people. I mean, when frustration knocks on the door, um, it's up to us how you answer it. I mean, are you going to respond to the frustration and, and, and remind yourself that there's something much bigger going on than what I am right here? Or are you just going to react to it? If you react to it, you can you can be in frustration for the next four or five days, which is not good for anyone, can, even the person that's even frustrated. So um, hopefully Daryl is in a, in a position where he's not too banged up. Uh, maybe give it a go and practice probably Wednesday or Thursday of this week and just see how he feels and try to get back on the field as, as fast as he can, man, because I think he's been productive uh, these two games. And I, I, and I can see the confidence level from Coach John McVay and Daryl Henderson and giving him more opportunity. Well, I know, man, being a running back, bro, you don't want to go out with no injury, man. Then your backup come in, somebody that just got that, man, because I guess that's anyone in the field because you want to try yeah. to secure your spot and keep with your spot, man. So I know he's frustrated, man, but, hey, 
as I said, at least it's just the ribs, bro. It's not anything more serious, and you're okay. And you are showing that you are an NFL running back, and you can tote the, uh, uh, tote the load. And speaking of uh, toting the load, man, I'm a missing Matt Gay, man. Good job, bro. You know what I'm saying? You hit the, you hit the field goal, the game time field goal with 223 to play, man. You know, you, that's what you were supposed to do, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to uh, shout you out too much. But Jalen Ramsey, man, he comes up with the late pick. We're not surprised at what he did. He picked up, what's my man's name? Jacob Eason, I think the uh, coach quarterback that had to come in. But he had to come in, Isaac, because Carson Wentz went out with the turn ankle late in the game. I saw him wrap his ankle. He did little moves like he could go. I'm, I'm glad he didn't come back in, but that was his teammate. Come on, bro. I mean, ah, you can move a little bit, put him in. The, it's something he could have did to get back in the ball game, bro, especially in that situation. How do you feel about Wentz not going back in at that situation? I mean, he looked like he turned his ankle pretty bad, but he was back on his on his feet watching. You know what I'm saying? How you feel about uh, how how that went down with Carson Wentz? Well, first off, man, I'm gonna shout out my defense for the Los Angeles Rams. You <laughs> mentioned Jalen Ramsey with that with that huge pick, huge interception. Hats off to Raheem Morris, man. Two weeks in a row, he, he's throwing different things at at, at uh, offenses, and they they haven't figured him out. And Aaron Donald, he wreaked havoc, man. I mean, we were looking at this matchup between Quentin Nelson and Aaron Donald all week long. And uh, he wreaked havoc up and down that offensive line and, and gave uh, Carson Wentz some of those issues. Now, for that tackle, he was the guy, actual guy that tackled Carson Wentz, and he turned his ankle up under Aaron Donald. So, but, you know, just watching the game, Doc, I got to be honest, I was a little disappointed in Carson Wentz, Wentz when, he, when he first injured his ankle and uh, goes to the sideline. You know, we talk about it all the time, man, the importance of words, Doc, especially – in that moment, that heat moment, when it's hot, you really have to be uh, deep set and conscious of what you're thinking at that time and what you allow to come out of your mouth. So on the sideline, I see Carson Wentz, he's turned his ankle, he's trying to warm it up, and he keeps saying, I can't, I can't. To me, Doc, you lose it right there. Yeah. It, it, it's already, the fight is over. For your teammates, man, and it's not about just being selfish or not being selfish. You got to tell yourself something because you know in a football game, Doc, you're going to have, have your highs. You're going to have your lows. And I've been in both situations. But I, I always wanted to make sure that I verbally spoke my end result. If I had an injury or was dealing with an injury, I didn't want to live in the injury. But I wanted to call what wasn't there, which is health and healing and wholeness. Now, we're talking about Carson Wentz, man. We're not talking about one of the most mobile dudes as far as the quarterback position is concerned. We talked about our guy Stafford winning the locker room with his bruised thumb or banged thumb. Now, this is how you win a locker room. You go back out there with your teammates, man. Let them know what's going on. Yo, give me some extra protection right here, man, because this is what's happening. And I will, I will carve these guys apart, and we'll go and win this football game. We see it in movies all the time, Doc. You know what I'm saying? We got the guy that comes off the bench. Uh, we got Kurt Gibson. Uh, with the Los Angeles Dodgers with two pull hamstrings and they just pull his pants on. You know, I got all that from, yeah, from the great Tommy Lasorda. He told me everything about that Kirk Gibson story. But, Doc, you got to come back out and and at least give it a shot, Doc. If you can stand up, I always say, if I can run, I'm good. 
You know what I'm saying? We will make it happen. But I was just a little disappointed just to see Carson Wentz just remain on the sideline and, 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 and grab that hat so quickly, man. I mean, I was a little disappointed seeing that. Yeah, I don't want to call it bitch assness, but uh, hey, man, if I'm looking at you and you standing on the sideline watching, bro, you can get back in the gun and just step back there and shoot it, man. I mean, just you ain't got to move around too much. But good for us that he played for the other team. So, hey, I'm glad you said you stood jazz over there, man, because you know Jay Ram picked picked off your your uh, your uh your, your your backup who wasn't you know who who had to come in that situation who probably didn't get any reps. During the week. Right. But anyway, man, we went to 2-0. But I do want to shout out that defense because, as you talked about, man, Aaron Donald balled out. No sacks, but he balled out. Leonard Floyd, man, hey, we talked. I ain't, well, I ain't really. Well, I did talk about him week one. Leonard Floyd came out, got a sack, man, showed some dog. But that Rams defense, though, bro, coming out, man, hey, them four stops on the goal line, Isaac. Hey, bro. That was huge, man, and it also set the tone that we weren't going to be pushed around. We were going to be physical. We more than just la-la land Hollywood. We're a very physical uh, uh, defense and physical ball club, and once you said Raheem Morris, he deserves a huge salute again because his defense showed up. Man. Indeed, man. I mean, just, just the way the defense has been playing uh, in the first quarter, first two games, first half of football games, man, it's setting the tone, Doc. We're not giving up many points. I mean, there's there's a lot of offenses that script their first 15 plays of the game. And you know that. The defenses know that. So to be able to come out there and really just really stifle or throw a monkey wrench in what the offense wants to do, it, it's great football, man. It makes for uh, excitement throughout the entire, entire team, man. It, it sends something through the offense. So when you get the ball on offense, man, you want to go down and score now because you know your defense is there. They're playing. So once again, Doc, it's a game, an NFL football game that's being played on the road versus a team that lost their home opener and wants to win. So to come out, pull out this win and with the fashion which we played, man, great win by the Rams, man. I'm excited about moving forward the next week. Oh, talking about moving forward, boy, it's, it's a nice one, dog. We got, we got, we got the Warlock. The Warlock coming to town. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. The reigning Super Bowl champions, bro. This is a heck of a gauge, man. This is the yeah. ball game. I mean, I know it's early, but it's a big boy matchup, man. Not only for 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 us, it's a big boy matchup for them as well, man. Brady, man, the Warlock, man. Nine, hell, nine touchdowns in two games, man. I guess dude probably will be able to play until he's 50, man. Uh. Talk about that matchup real quick. I mean, we're going to talk about it later this week, but it's a big boy game, bro. Oh, indeed, man. What's happening, Doc, what, you, what we will see, what we probably won't get a lot of uh, talk on this coming week. It will be the game game of the week. But here's the thing. Um, it's going to be a matchup between Sean McVay and Todd Bowles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, the defense coordinator. So they're going to be matching wits versus each other. Uh, when the, when the pressure, when not the pressure, can we handle the pressure? Are we throwing into pressure, looking for big plays this week? So that's going to be one aspect that probably won't get talked about publicly a whole lot, but you're going to be seen played in full circle right on SoFi Stadium, man. It's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, man. Tom Brady, I still don't know. How the hell did you grow your hair back like that, bro? Because it wasn't like that, man. But anyway, man, before we wrap it up, brother, look at this NFC West, man. San Francisco 49ers, they, they, they done ran their record to 2-0. Everybody in the, in the division still undefeated, except 
I dang Seattle Seahawks, man. Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry just ran through that ass, bro. But anyway, bro, that NFC West still looking like the toughest and best division in football because I'm looking, bro. We the only, yeah, we the only division that's got three teams, two and zero. Not surprising though, bro. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we're, we may be the only division right now with two players that could be the early candidates for the uh, MVP award and uh, Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford right now. So they're playing just that well. And uh, hats off to Kyler Murray and what he's doing. Man. I mean, he's he's playing some amazing football right now. So um, <laughs> that's that's down the road for us. But as far as this NFC West is concerned, man, Seattle had a huge lead at home. And for them, they don't they normally don't lose games like that especially being led by Russell Wilson. But, um, yeah, great job by Derek, Derek Henderson and the Titans. But that NFC West, man, is everything that people thought it would be in the offseason, and it's only going to get bigger. No doubt about it, man. Anything else you want to add, man? I know you had a great weekend here in Memphis, man. Uh, the Memphis Tigers honored you, you know, honored you well, man. They had Isaac Bruce Day, man. Had about 40-some thousand fans. Got a big win over Mississippi State. You got a chance to see a lot of uh, – of your former college teammates, man. Nice little autograph signing, man. Uh, how'd you enjoy your weekend back in Memphis, man? A uh, great time, man. I think uh, University of Memphis did a tremendous job honoring us all, man, having us all at the game. My former teammates, guys who uh, slept and woke up in South Hall and just to be on the field and honor at the same time, man, I think it's great for the program. Shout out to uh, Calvin Austin. Made some tremendously big plays for yes, us. Sir. Should Should be mentioned as a you know, a early candidate for the Heisman Trophy and the Belitnikoff Award, man. So he did a great job. Great job to our quarterback who who, who led us on a 99-yard drive, man, and uh, put the ball in the end zone. So, and Coach Silverfield, man, did a great job calling plays. I think his his uh, play calling, especially down in the red zone, man, was the difference when we got down there. So big shout out to Memphis, the Tigers. Go Tigers, go. Yeah, man, and all them SEC fans, man, sitting there crying, man, about this and about that. Don't be mad at us because Calvin Austin is smarter than you Mississippi State Bulldogs. Don't be mad at us because we know the rules better than y'all. Don't be mad at us that we were more physical than y'all. And also, number three, for Mississippi State, I got to say this, young fella. Now, when you was walking off the – running off the field at halftime, you looked at all of us old Tigers over there in the corner, you know what I'm saying, Isaac? And you said F Memphis. Now, I expect that from you, young fella, but because you but you were talking to a bunch of old dudes that don't even play anymore. I expect you to say that. But come on, bro, then for you to go out there and cuss your ass missed about five tackles. And you missed a couple of tackles in the second half when you supposed to make it. So, hey, because you heard him say that too, Isaac, and I couldn't do nothing but just sit there and laugh. Yeah, you I saw, saw I couldn't do nothing but sit there and laugh at him, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, it came back to bite them, man. So that's what it is. And if and if they want to see us, you know, in the in the winter when it when it's season, got something for you there. So great day to be a tiger, man. Great day to be a tiger. Number three, I ain't mad at you, man. But mess, next time, just shut your ass up and go to that and go to the locker room until the game <laughs> over. But anything else you want to add, Isaac? Before we we get up out of here, man. I'm good, Doc. I'm good. Great win by the Rams, man. And we move on, celebrate and move on, man. Celebrate and move on. That's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Fame Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. Until next week, we happy out.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.